Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. If you're new here, thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, leaving us a review on Apple iTunes. I'm so glad that you are here today. And also thank you for everybody who is sharing these quotes, these podcasts on all your social medias with your followers, friends, and fam. You know, every single month I have a privilege of getting to know and interviewing some amazing people on the podcast from pastors to pastor's wives to authors to, you know, book editors all kinds, like people that have walked through some horrific times in their life, but also come out and seen some amazing things happen. And so today we have the honor of a friend that reached out to me actually on social media who began to follow the Straight Talk with Hope podcast and learn who I was and what I was doing. And her name is Kelsey Chapman. If you don't know much about Kelsey Chapman, well, you are in for a treat today. And I can't wait to interview her so you can hear what she has along the subject of hashtag mentorship matters. That's right. Every single one of us need a mentor, if not several mentors in our lives that we can glean from and learn from and do this thing called life together. But let's jump into it. And let me tell you a little bit about my girl, Kelsey. Kelsey is an author, a podcaster, and a personal cheerleader to women building their dream life and businesses. When she first launched her own brand in 2015, she felt all the overwhelming feelings. It was scary to take such a huge leap and commit to showing up for a dream she didn't know on how it would plan out. Mentorship is what pushed her to rise up. Over the first few years of business, she leaned on the shoulders of incredible mentors who took her under the wing and taught her how to make a jump from a dreamer to a doer. Kelsey needed their expertise wisdom to shift her old perspectives, discover the next right steps that would help her execute the vision and stay hopeful throughout the journey. Kelsey's mentors helped shape her character so she could become the CEO and the leader that she is today. Now she is excited to pay it forward and be that cheerleader for you too, because she believes in you and that you can turn your wildest dreams into a reality. You can snag Kelsey's new book anywhere in books that are sold and listen to her show called The Radiant Podcast. Her book is called What They Taught Me. And I already have a copy and you guys are going to want to make sure that you grab a copy as well. Lastly, Kelsey has also been seen on Women in Business, It's Time for Coffee, Switch, Pivot, or Quit. You guys, I can't wait to dig deep into today's subject of mentorship matters. Let's get ready to start and welcome my friend, Kelsey Chapman. to Straight Talk with Hope podcast law. I'm so ecstatic for today's guest that we have on our March podcast. I can't even believe we're already in March in the new year of 2021. And I was just telling today's guest how excited I am for summer. I've like totally, I think, skipped over spring and jumped totally into the summer vibe. So, but today, y'all, we have Kelsey Chapman on. 
I'm so excited she's here with us. Y'all, she's got an amazing topic that actually I would have to say is not really frequently talked about, but should be talked about. And she's going to talk to this um, on this today, but also she's going to mention her book at the end of the podcast. And um, I just can't wait for you to get a copy of the book and dive into it. But today's hashtag is called Mentorship Matters. But before we jump into all those kind of things, um, Kelsey, I want to ask you just like a couple couple of fun, like quick questions, just so our audience and listeners all around the globe can kind of get a feel for who you are, that kind of thing, like see your fun, quirky side, but also see your business side. Totally. Um, Perfect. Okay. So I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, but I like live and breathe coffee. So if you are a coffee drinker, what is your favorite coffee? And if you're not a coffee drinker, what is your favorite beverage? Oh, girl, I live off of coffee. I live and breathe coffee and chocolate. So that is my jam. <laughs> my coffee at home in the morning right now is just coffee, a light roast with chocolate oat milk in it. And then if we're talking my Starbucks order, it's yeah. a grande iced coffee with one pump of mocha, one pump of vanilla, no classic, none of their normal sugar syrup. Yeah. Uh-huh. and cream. And I'm telling you that one pump of mocha and vanilla gives you like <laughs> a chocolate milk coffee experience. It's perfect and not too sweet. You know, that is so funny because you saying you love chocolate and coffee, literally like <laughs> you love it so much. You put the chocolate in your coffee, which I've never even heard of chocolate oat milk. Oh my gosh. Chobani <laughs> and Oatly both have great options and I'm telling you, they're amazing. <laughs> I have to check that out. That does sound really good. I love those options and I love hearing like people's new take on coffee and what they like and don't like so I can go out and try new things. So I totally got to scoop that up and try that next time. Okay. Question number two, and this is kind of like um, a little bit of a deep question, but when I guess you could say the first thing that comes off the top of your head, if you could go back like five years from where you are today in the year of 2021, so five years back, what would be something that you would tell yourself today? Man, I think I would say don't rush it and and be comfortable with the process. Mm-hmm. I think we all can zoom out and say, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? But how often do we compare ourselves to someone who's 20 years older than us? And it's like, well, of course they've built that and established that. It took them 20 years to get here. But (laughs) I am, you know, hard on myself and think I should have accomplished that in one year. And, you know, zoom out, take every day step by step, be present. Don't miss what's going on in your life right now for what you want in the future. And just take your dreams step by step. You know, if you get off course, God will course correct you. You're leaning in and listening and trust the process. Like you do not have to arrive tomorrow. Don't rush Mm. it. That's so good. I love that. I love it. Don't rush it, but just wait during the process and trust God's process, which kind of like goes into our talk talking point today of the hashtag mentorship matters. You know, you've written a book about mentorship and I'm going to let you talk a little bit about this too. Um, cause I definitely want everybody to take advantage of this book cause it's so impactful, but I kind of said at the beginning, like when it comes to the subject of mentorship, 
I think deep down, whether you're a female, a male, young or old, you have this longing to want to be a part of something or with a group or whatever it may be. But at the same time, you're still searching for some type of mentor, whether it's a spiritual mentor, a business mentor, um, someone in your family, a close friend, whatever it is. I think we all have this longing to be mentored by someone as well as we want other people to come to us for advice so that we can mentor other people. But this is a subject that is not hugely talked about um, and really prevalent that I've seen out there until like you and I met through social media and you reached out to me through social media. And as I began to discover who you were and this potential about what God had birthed in your heart on the subject of mentorship and how it does profoundly matter in one's life, good mentorship, bad mentorship, just the sense of belonging. So talk to us a little bit about that, you know, about how, mentorship matters to you. And one of the things that you have mentioned to me about, and I love this, is that you said, you know, a mentor may already be in your inner circle and you don't even realize it. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the mentors I have that I wrote about in my book are just a few degrees of separation away from me. They weren't famous. They weren't, you know, the pastor's wife. They were yeah. just a normal woman, an ordinary woman in my life who taught me extraordinary lessons by being present and being able to show up. And mm. so maybe a potential mentor is that best friend of yours, mom, that you always just want to sit at the kitchen table with a little bit longer when you're in passing. Or yeah. maybe it's that woman down the street who really has raised some children that are extraordinary. You know, you're so impressed with their, her kid's character and that she's maintained a beautiful marriage or wonderful friendships for 30 years. And you just want to be around her a little more frequently because you feel like she's cultivated relationships in her life in a way that you want to learn from. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't these big aha moments or that my mentors, you know, were teaching me these keynote speeches. They were just normal women that I wanted to be around for. And I knew yeah. if I were around them more, I could learn from them. And so that's really, that's really my take on mentorship is stop waiting for the person to sit down and give you three talking points every other Tuesday that will change your life. And instead <laughs> just be around them and you will pick up the lessons that you need to take home. Yeah. And that is so good because I think, you know, based on people's social media, whether someone's famous or not, like people are looking at people's social medias. And like you said, they're wanting like these three impactful phrases or words or nuggets or quotes. And I think that all of that is great and needful. But at the same time, like you said, like just getting around, like even within who your inner circle is, they have an equally impactful um, place in your life that will help push you towards those dreams and those goals that you have for whatever it is you feel like God's calling you to be. What would you say, like, how has this played a role in your life and how you could say, how do you recognize mentors in your life, just pretty much in your everyday life? Like, 
How has that panned out for you with, you know, some people listening may not even know they're looking for a mentor through social media. But like you said, it may just be the woman that is raising the children to be these extraordinary men and women or someone at your kitchen table. How did you begin to recognize these people in your life? For me, I just am naturally drawn to people. I think I'm pretty intuitive. And I think all of us have someone in our lives that we're like, wow. I feel like they just get it. Like in one area doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're crushing it in every area of life because we can all acknowledge that we're imperfect. We're not, we Mm. haven't fully arrived at who we want to become. And so if we're sitting around waiting for perfection, like we're never going to find a mentor at all ever. Even the ones we probably think we'd want to be our mentor, like Beth Moore, Mm. for instance, we get up close and personal in her life and she'd probably be imperfect too. Right. And so if you take off that expectation of someone being perfect and no one, no one is straight up saying, I want a perfect mentor, but I think we are looking for like that magical person, kind of like your soulmate. Yeah. You know, if you're sitting around and waiting for someone perfect, it's probably never going to happen. But if you can build connection and chew the meat and spit out the bones, you really can take, take away lessons from anyone. And so I I acknowledged like, wow, that woman in my life is really good at loving people. And I want to love people Mm. how she loves people. And that's Mm. kind of an intangible. How does she boil that down and teach that to me? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't give me a lesson on how to love people. But I just arrange my life to be in her proximity a little bit more. Or ask her to go on a monthly coffee date with me so that we can get to know each other more deeply. And I can ask questions or, hey, I'm going through this friend breakup. How do I deal with this? Am I a mean person for not wanting to have this person in my inner circle anymore? You know, like she can help me walk through loving people better. Yeah. And then Lucy can help me juggle my career and family because she did it. And she did it when it was a little more taboo than now, you know, yeah. in the South, sometimes we're told we need to choose and a man is never asked to choose between career and family. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're expected to do both and they're not shamed for doing both. Now, if you want to pick your career and choose to not have a family, that's fine. Or if you want to pick um, being present with your family and not pursue a career, that's fine too. But I was specifically looking for someone who was doing both, who didn't choose and who had to learn the delicate art of balance and giving more in some seasons than others. And so I happened to be nannying for a woman doing that and doing it well. She had a career she loved, kids that were really healthy and that she was deeply connected to. And she was at most of the soccer games and most of the football and baseball games. And sometimes, uh, you know, work event did have to take the front seat that day, but for the most part, she was really present Mm -hmm. and maybe she sacrificed in other areas. I know that balancing both didn't come without sacrifice, but I wasn't looking for her to do it perfectly. I just wanted to watch how she did it and, yeah. and just have a front row seat. And she was so gracious to let me in. And mm-hmm. so for any kind of thing I'm walking through, if I look and assess like a pain point in my life and a growth opportunity in my life, like, oh, I, I could really grow in this area. Then I start looking around for someone who's already in my life, who's doing it well. And if mm-hmm. they're not already in my life, I go look for it maybe through um, 
you know, someone on social that I can just, you know, learn from or joining a small group or getting involved in my community that exposes me to new people I might not already know, you know? Mm, Yeah, that's so good. I love how you, there's so many great talking points in this. And I love how you said, you know, your mentor isn't going to be perfect. And so many times it's not even just picking one mentor, like you said, but I think in our minds, we think, okay, I need a mentor and I need them to be A, B, and C in my life. When really it's like, no, you can have multiple mentors. Like one may be good, like you said, in a family department or another in business or, you know, another in in so many different areas. And through that, realizing to take them off the pedestal of your heart, but also of your mind, knowing that they are going to make mistakes as well. And really we need to allow for any human being to make mistakes, you know, in their lives because they're going to. But one thing that really has stood up to me, and I was telling you this too, like, as I've been reading your book, um, I believe it's kind of around page 34, 35 ish, talking about uh, mentors play the long game. And Um, in this, (laughs) one thing that has really stood out to me is the phrase show up. And I think this is so good because when I think of mentorship matters, I don't just think of like mentorship matters for everybody to have a mentor or find a mentor. But when you do find a mentor or you're a mentor to someone else to just show up to be present, like you said, to lean in. And I love this. And I underline this in your book. It says, when we get to the end of our lives, we won't remember the sermons or the keynote people shared with us. The little moments we spent together will have made the biggest impact. And those small moments are what I cherish from my time. And you mentioned one of your mentors was your aunt Michelle. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Man, my Aunt Michelle is, you know, obviously she's been around the longest in my life because she's my family. Um, And by no means in talking about these mentors are these women replacing my mom. They're just an external voice from the outside who I can invite in for a different opinion. And so, or an additional, not different, because I think my mom is amazing. And so it's been so nice that my mom has also been open-handed and allowing Mm -hmm. these voices like my aunt to speak into my life without it being competitive. And my mom understanding that it's not either, or we don't have to be polarized. We can all speak into Kelsey's life and the more, the better, you know, the Mm -hmm. more women investing in her together. And so my aunt, has been there with me pretty much every step of the way through my life. Mm. And I think the beauty there is history. You know, when you have a mentor, not all mentors are going to be in your life for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, And that would be a high expectation when seeking a mentor. Hey, will you mentor me forever? (laughs) That would be a lot. (laughs) Um, But the ones that do weather years and different seasons, their voice carries a different weight because they've been with you in the mountaintop moments and the valleys, and they can give you an opinion when you're asking for advice that has perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And so they've seen those really hard seasons and they have perspective on how you navigated it. And Mm -hmm. so they can give you a little bit of a more personalized 
bit of advice as well, because again, they've walked with you for years and years and years. Mm. And so I found that so valuable because I talk about in, um, in a little in between chapter in the field notes section, a mentor mentoring relationship gone wrong with a small group leader. Mm, and yeah. I let this voice in. They were amazing people. They just got it wrong. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they had no ill intention, but they were speaking into my life incorrectly. Like it, it right. the, the pastor had to remove them from their role because they would not let it go. And mm. so at the time I knew what they were speaking into my life would cause my parents so much pain for me to figure out with them when I was unsure. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to blindside them. And so it was really helpful to have my aunt who has walked with me almost equally as long, but a little bit further removed and it not being so personalized to help me see which way is up when I was really confused. Mm. Um, And so, you know, basically these mentors had, had projected her story onto me that I had been abused, not by my parents, but I knew Mm. they had basically said like something happened to you when you were a kid, stop hiding. And I'm like, okay, I'll start digging. Like, what am I blacking out? You know? Yeah. And maybe I've suppressed some memories and I knew my parents always kept me safe, but I wondered like, okay, well, if these people are saying this, you know, maybe there were situations where I was with other kids in the neighborhood or with, you know, other, yeah, started digging. And I knew that would be really painful to dig through with my parents. They would experience Mm -hmm. guilt. They would be blindsided. They would be scared that at some point in some moment where they, you know, were looking the other way, doing something else, I got hurt. You know, I just felt like that would be really leveling to throw at my parents Yeah. while I was trying to figure it out while I was unsure if it was even correct. And so it was really helpful to walk through that with my aunt. And she actually was the one that was like, Kelsey, I, I don't think this happened. I, I really don't see a moment I didn't see behavior from you as a child that alerted me to red flags. And again, they weren't saying that that happened within my immediate family. They were just saying something happened to you. And I I, I just, I was like, I, I really trusted them. So it was very, very confusing. And I really related to the wife. And I think what was happening was I was really shutting down in that group because I had a crush on someone and I was hiding, but she thought I was hiding quote unquote for bigger reasons and walking through deeply like traumatic or emotional things. And while I have experienced other emotional traumas in life, it wasn't that. And so it was very, a very strange season to walk through of when an authority does get it wrong. And I was so grateful to have my aunt who had played the long game with me there to help me figure out like, what voices do I let in? What's right? What's not? I don't know. You know? Yeah, totally. No, I think that that is so good because you even talk about, um, you know, with your aunt Michelle, how she always kind of like brought you back to who you were and your identity. And you say in your book that if there is one person we all need in life, it's someone who keeps showing up, but also points us back to the truth of who we are. And I love that because when we're going through the process of life and we're having conversations with people who are advanced in other areas than we are, and we're gaining wisdom and insight and mentorship from these people, 
that one, they're not perfect. Two, sometimes they are going to get it wrong. And sometimes when they get it wrong, it's not intentionally to hurt us or tell us wrong information. But you reminded yourself of that confidence that not only you had in God, but the confidence that your aunt had in God and the influence that she spoke into your life to bring you back to the truth and not listen to the lies of the enemy because the enemy does use people. You know, he does speak through people sometimes to cause confusion in our own lives. And that is never from the Lord. And I think that's so huge because as you were able to recognize that, wow, I mean, even at such a young age, um, before you even had this like conversation about your parents, you know, bringing guilt or shame or whatever you mentioned with that to go back to what your aunt had kind of helped you with along the journey. And I love that because it, it kind of brings us to the other talking point of, you know, you standing as a Christian, as a believer, a daughter of God, you stood in the midst of fears when it came to your personal fears, um, even fears of reaching your goals and your dreams that you had. And even, you know, standing in the midst of your fears within yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that as we kind of get ready to close out about, you know, how has that journey been for you, you know, with standing as a daughter of God in the midst of your fears and accomplishing those dreams that you've had on your heart? Man, you know, fear, if I think of a struggle that has been <laughs> present with me through my entire life, it's been fear. And I don't exactly know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm an Enneagram seven. And so fear <laughs> is the core struggle of a seven, right? And so yeah. as a kid, it was more fear of the dark. Uh, fear of being kidnapped. We were in the 90s and it was like, you know, stranger danger, you know, was all over the news. Yeah, yeah. And so... um Fear was, was my struggle in that format as a kid. And then Mm. in college, you know, it was more about like someone breaking into my apartment. Um, And then as an adult, it's really shifted to someone breaking in or like my business falling apart or losing my husband, just like things like that. Like fear always takes shape. That's probably my biggest struggle. And in each season, it just takes a different format. Mm. And so my aunt, it was really extreme as a child. Mm-hmm. And my aunt recognized it for what it was and was like, Kelsey, this is spiritual warfare. Like this is not normal, like scared of the dark. Like mm-hmm. this is not something that you have to experience alone on a daily basis. And I'm going to equip you with the tools you need to fight it. Doesn't mean it's going to go away, but yeah. we're going to make sure you are equipped and we're going to make you brave. And so she really stepped into my life as a guiding voice and it was really powerful. You know, I think my parents didn't recognize it as spiritual warfare because sometimes you're just, my my parents were getting therapy, but they're just trying to get us all to sleep through the night, you know? And (laughs) so it was nice to have an external voice say, Hey, I have like maybe a different perspective here. This could be spiritual warfare. Mm. And I went, we weren't a family that was memorizing scripture. And so <laughs> yeah. she got me some tools and she, you know, Psalm 119, um, uh, another Psalm, you will protect me under your, uh, you will send angels to protect me under your wings. That was a big one. I yeah. would recite that. I mean, that's probably not word for word correct now, but 
paraphrasing, that was a big yeah. one. I would recite that every night. Yeah. Um, and so she really equipped me. I mean, I would read books because as, as I was getting into high school, it was getting worse. It wasn't getting better from when I was a child. And so she would give me books, she would give me sermons, and she would just be there to listen. She would answer phone calls. I mean, and this was not her problem, you know, like she <laughs> was not my parent. She did not have to deal with any of this, but she did. And I'm so grateful because I really, you know, I would say up till five in the morning to wow. not sleep during the dark hours. And yeah. so it, really, it was really robbing me of functioning. Sure. <laughs> you know, you can't go to school after staying up till five in the morning every night forever or go to a job like that is not going to lead to a functional life. I don't think I could carry the dreams and the business and the relationships and the, you know, all the various hats I spent in life, not getting rest and not being functional. And so that began a lifelong journey of really equipping myself mm to be brave and to have the support I need when fear crept in. And some seasons are better than others. Mm. Um, but now when it becomes a hard season again, it might've been a, a season of relief where I didn't struggle with fear that much. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Oh, it's creeping back in. Okay. I have the tools I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that too. How you're talking about, like you had these dreams and these goals on your heart um, for you what was one of those biggest dreams? You know, you mentioned about conquering fear and mentorship matters and finding mentors in your life, but also being, um, helping have mentees come in and you mentor these women. And one of the things that you're about is celebrating mentorship and learning how you can cultivate these meaningful relationships by investing in others and welcoming them into your life, investing into them. How have you done that where you've accomplished that of just having a dream on your heart to actually seeing that dream come to pass in your life? Like it's done and you're moving to the next goal. Man. Well, you know, uh, not to be, um, not to beat a dead horse, but I, I love mentors and I've in, invited <laughs> women in. And so, you know, when I started this online business, I did not know what I was doing. I kind of fell into it. I just yeah. learned a skill and uh -huh. then was like, oh, I heard of this freelancer platform. Let's see if I can sell the skill. And sure enough, it replaced my day job income sh sh shortly. Mm -hmm. And so when I was explaining what I did to friends in town, you know, they were familiar with brick and mortar businesses, but most of my friends had day jobs. Most of the mentors I already had had day jobs or didn't work anymore. Yeah. And so I was like, who is someone with a service-based business online, like social media marketing? Like I just, I didn't know anyone in my life who did something like that. Mm. Um, and so I started looking around and like, I need guidance. How do I run this? How do I keep my books straight? How do I not burn out? How do I set boundaries? Um, how do I find clients? And I shortly encountered Anne and Amber in the same month, my two business mentors. I joke all the time, like you ladies are stuck with me for life. Like I don't need the shiniest <laughs> new person who's famous. I want y'all. I love y'all. And so, yeah. um, I found these ladies and they started as a coach and then we really just 
naturally let the relationship progress to more of a mentoring relationship where they're not my coach anymore, but I go to them for the big stuff and for the big moments. And they've invested so much in me. They don't even have businesses that are exactly like mine, but they know my world enough to guide me and to say, Hey, I've run into that roadblock before. What if you did this instead? And again, like your mentor doesn't have to have the same exact life for you to make a carbon copy of. Yeah. You can learn from anyone. You just need someone willing and able to um, walk with you through it and say, Hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll help you figure it out. And that yeah. is what Ann and Amber have been for me. And and they really, I don't think I could fully have taken my dream to done, you know, or made those dreams a reality. Yeah. Um, or, t- or taking them to their fullest potential without inviting voices in. I think, I think mentorship shortcuts the distance to success mm. um, because it, you're, you're asking someone who's rock walked the road ahead of you to tell you, how do I, how do I carry out this dream? Help me. Yeah. I need some help. And so that really has been the key ingredient for me. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. Such good talking points today, Kelsey. And I got to tell you, man, your book is second to none. Can you tell everybody um, how they can follow you on your social media platforms as well as where they can purchase the book, What They Taught Me? Yes. Um, so you can find me at Kelsey Chapman on Instagram. I'm pretty easy to find, KelseyChapman.com as well. And um, you can buy my book anywhere books are sold. Barnes & Noble, Target, Christian Audio, Amazon, you name it. Love it. That is awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for being a guest today on the podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. And I'm so excited to see all that you're going to accomplish and do and where God is taking you and your book and just maybe even your second book like you talked about um, earlier today. But hey, we are cheering for you. And I want to invite everybody that's listening to, hey, not just go and get Kelsey's book and follow her, but don't forget to share this podcast on your social media platforms. If there's something that stood out to you about the hashtag today, mentorship matters, or something that really spoke to your heart, hey, we'd love to hear about it. Leave us a review on Straight Talk with Hope podcast, and we will see you back on another episode. Have a great day, everybody. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing and where we're going, check out hopelamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.